Houston, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operation in restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to send it to your discretion, over. Okay, Senator. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us right now. There are a 1,000 UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Hey, this is Mac Maloney. We're in the new year. I won't say what year it is, but we're in the new year. And we got the gang back together. The Beatles are back together. The first time in a long time. Let's give ourselves a hand, and I will sweeten it up in post. Look. Let's just go around the horn here. Okay, girls, get ready. Now, you haven't heard this in a while, but it's time to sit down and get your uh, your mister, which I'm sure you got for uh, Christmas. Your, um, I don't know, I forget the order, the squeegee, box of Kleenex, box of Kleenex the big box of wipes, and we- battery-operated device. Something, and also we had lube in there back in the old year. But yeah. anyway, anyway, you Little know- KY. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. First one of the year. The very famous Juan, girls. The very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. It's a pleasure to be here tonight and a happy new year. Yes. We won't mention what year it is, but it's, a, right. it's going to be a good one. Okay. I, I can smell it. It's, you can <laughs> smell it, then awesome. it's going to happen, apparently. Yeah. You're not uh, smelling that blanket in back here. You got that thing laundered yet? No, I still haven't laundered oh, in a while. I really should take it that down. That might be and throw what you're smelling. I mean, I'm, the, I'm the guy that does all the laundry anyway. So really? Yeah, I need to undo it and put it in the <clears throat> towel load. This is his. Uh, this is his Rolling Stones, big lips, big tongue. Uh, you know, logo, and I don't know. That tongue looks yeah. like it has a little coating or something on. You might want to have that checked. <laughs> yeah. Okay, look. First joke of the year. They can't all be winners. Look. So, I love it. Oh, I love this thing. Yeah, he goes, okay, good. maybe a little too much. We don't know. Look, another story, another show. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, up there in his bunker, formerly a compound. No, the other way around. Is, uh, they yes, know. it's definitely a compound for uh, tax purposes okay. this coming uh, tax season. That's correct. Bunker to compound. Uh, they know him as Coco on the street, but we know him as Commander Cobra. Cece. As always. Privilege to join you and the uh, rest of the great group here at Mac Maloney's Military Files. Glad to be on the wing. Okay, so Good to see you, Commander. What is what is what is now? First of all, what are you wearing? A parachute there? What's 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 what the? This attire? is sometimes referred to in the neighborhood as my sniper suit. I know. Uh, this is the cold uh, temperatures. It's just a really you know snuggy little uh, outfit that snuggy. I like to put on. It's the uh, it's the outdoors it like. tea, get, I guess you would call it. And, okay. Let's get uh, keeps the, me uh, safe in the cold when I'm out uh, marking around the dark doing things. Marking your territory. Okay, and, you're in, and you have an interesting uh, background there. It looks like you're in the uh, cockpit of a jet fighter, right? Well, uh, there was a model of this aircraft that was thought of or considered to be a, uh, a fighter variant. Why? Um, but this happens to be the SR-71, oh. uh, the YF-12. Uh, yeah. 
You speed the A. How do you fly it? You got the controls behind you. Right. Well, I'm, That's how I'm, good I'm, I'm in. Uh, I'm on cruise control right now. Oh, wow. Their club, so that I can <laughs> so see around and get the camera in the back. This is sort of like one of uh, Wingman's uh, yeah. kind of modifications to the aircraft, where I have a, a small uh, radio station in the back part of my uh, SR-71 for tonight, Joe. There you go. Which we should all acknowledge that uh, Macaloni Wingman number twenty-one. Oh is wow! Out. See how he did that? And he turned that right into a plug for me. Thank you, Coco. On Segway. Good one. Jericho Storm. And uh, Jericho's got a great tie-in with uh, some of the, one of the greatest missions flown by the Mosquito. That's... Uh, to bomb the... Uh, to bomb a uh, Nazi prison, uh, prison right. in France. Right. To try to free uh, resistance uh, prisoners that were held there. That's where we get the name. Okay. Entertaining and a history lesson. Thank you, Coco. We'll be coming very back good. to you very soon. Going up to Toe Nepal. Up there in the Bowl of Flakes, where they make all the cereals, the Battle Creek of the Republic, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Wood, Switch E. It is great to be here tonight, Mac. Okay. Now let's talk about your attire. It, all I can see is because I'm, because I'm Steve, that's why? That's, you're wearing that? <laughs> because I'm Steve, that's why. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Where'd you get that? Well done. Who gave that to uh, you? A friend of mine, uh, uh, one of my uh, Mothman buddies, uh, gave it to me. Really? Yeah. Well, and, and, and did you take it as a compliment? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Okay, good. All right. You know, I think I've said this to you before, but if you ever come back this way again, don't wear that, okay? <laughs> I'll wear it inside out. Yeah, oh, thank you. You know, we might get into some troubles in some of the bars we go. It'll be because I'm eaves. Okay. Uh, so anyway, exactly. Switch, what's going on with you there, Switchy? You've grown a beard. You look very, very professional. What's the word? Professorial. Dapper. Dapper, yes. Spiffy. Spiffy. I, uh, we can um, talk about this later, but I found a uh, cassette in the basement. I was cleaning the basement. It was marked Save on it. Okay. And there was something in there from 30 years ago. Okay. And, and so, want me to tell you now? <laughs> sure. Should we? Oh, we should, okay. All right. I heard this. I, was, yeah. I, I yeah, popped you know. it into a uh, cassette player. Go ahead. Because I have a lot of, I'm a retro kind of guy. I've got all kinds of cassette players. That we believe. And it turns out. It was an interview with Jacques Belay recorded oh. on a local uh, radio station in the Detroit area. Wow. I recorded it while I was working. I, I had a used to carry a boombox on my desk, and this particular talk show guy was, was mostly a political talk radio, but he would do other stuff once in a while. Yes. And Jacques Belay's revelations had just come out, mm -hmm. and this guy really liked it. 1991. Wow. And what I forgot was, I, when, I, when I put it in, I remembered, oh, that's right, I recorded this. But as it was going, the first caller was me. <laughs> yes. All right. Switchy. As you must have done right. it from your crib. Were you in the crib at that point? Uh, sort of. See, I've got it, got it right here. And, uh, <laughs> Showing us a so, cassette recorder, folks. Uh, I actually was, was fairly lucid. Had a nice conversation with Jacques Boulay. I was just one of the callers. Yes. But it was a fairly good interview, about 35 minutes or so. Yes, yes. I, not, not with me, the whole thing. Obviously. Oh, okay. What did you I ask him? I up to him a little bit, and then, uh, you know, we talked. What did you ask him? Well, I I, uh, I praised him for his uh, his writings and and uh, disparaged uh, all the other UFO writings. That's, that's when I was sucking up. Okay, um, sounds like I can't good. remember what I asked actually. Did a good job. <laughs> I okay, play it, but you know, all right, that's good. All right, switchy. Okay, so we'll come back to you in a moment. Okay, so I've been putting them on uh, on on CD because okay. it's kind of a piece of history. You I think I can be forgiven for forgetting that I was actually on the radio show right. since it was three decades ago. You should put that in the cloud there, uh, Grandpa. CDs. People don't know what CDs are anymore. you got to put it up in the cloud there, brother. 
Yeah, I look at I'm, I'm still using cassettes. So okay, well, that's I, true. CD's oh, kind of advanced. For I me. lost my head there. Okay, all right, let's right. go uh, sideways on the totem pole, not to get anyone, you know, bent out of shape, but our security chief, Willie Club, is in the house. Clubby. Hey, Mac. Hey, Crow. It's uh, great to be back. Mm -hmm. Really looking forward to a really exciting year. I, you know, just sometimes you feel it, you know? Yes. You get a twinge and right. you think we got it. Okay. I, I got to say, though, I, I am so impressed with the switch. Switch. That whole thing he's got in his face there. Yes. Is that... Is that real or is that one of those uh, stick-ons? Wow. Yeah, because of my, my wig oh my goes over God. my ears, you cannot see the hooks on either side. <laughs> oh. hooks. Yeah, well, you know, just be careful like, when you drink something, you know, that doesn't... Yeah. And I got rid of the funny know. nose and the uh, glasses. You did? No comment. Yeah. Okay, good. Always, always good to change up your look there. Switch. You know, he's a good-looking guy. Switch. He's a great-looking really guy. Yeah, the more yeah. stuff he puts on his face, I agree. That's he the uh, guy. That's a I secret. Switch, you ever thought about getting a monocle? What I'm thinking is Club Stays Coming one of these days. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, wow. It's wow. here. It's here. Let me tell you. Meow. So listen, uh, you know, Club, talk about someone looking dapper. You look dapper, dapper as always. Huh? I'm in the dock. That's why. Oh, know? that's right. That's, that's my, that's my trick is keep the lights down low. Okay. All right, listen. I'm going to save the best so last. So we got to get down to Jocko down there in uh, down south somewhere. Jocko Johnson. Jojo, how that's you right. doing? Very good. Glad to be here. Happy to be anywhere. Okay. For the record, for the government, I'm in a bunker, and it's been transferred into a charity trust. So oh, smart thing. I'm not doing anything with that. Good planning. Okay. Jojo, thank you. All right. Cobra was uh, Cobra was trying to tell me about you know how to work that. So. Well, that's the person to go to, you know. And hopefully when you're on trial, he'll be right at your side. <laughs> sure he will. But I got a good lawyer in New York who'll come okay. anyway. Oh, good. That's good. All right, so now it's time to interview and introduce the beauties among the beasts. First of all, in the studio with us tonight, doing her homework, the very lovely Lois Lane is here. Hi, everybody. It's really good to be here. Hello, Lois. Good to see you. It's good to see everybody. It's been a while. Yeah. Hmm. I wish you could see the hairdo because you're, uh, oh. your hands are... I can see it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Here we go. Okay. That's good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, go on. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing your homework, right? Just like old times. Okay. All right, well, listen, if we need anything to be corrected, can we throw it to you? Absolutely. Spelling? That's what I'm here for. Hey, listen, now that uh, you're on again, you want to try your joke again? You know, to a wider audience? Uh, maybe later, I mean, because yeah. I would have to remember it first. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> Actually, must be really good. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, we don't know. I, I would like to see their reaction to it. Okay. Should I try it? Well, let me introduce. Uh, okay. The uh, best for last, yes. No, it's, well, I said the <laughs> beauties before the, after the beast. <laughs> Raven is with us up there in Sideways and Yog. Raven, how are you doing? Hello, my friends. I'm doing so good. It's so good to see everyone. Mm -hmm. You had to stay awake during all of that long intro with everyone else. Yes. It wasn't that long. I don't it was know. entertaining. Look like you were drifting off. The tea you're drinking, Raven. Who says it's uh, tea? Lemon bomb, I think. Lemon bomb. Lemon bomb? Yeah. Okay. I think. I think. I don't know. Okay. Well. <laughs> Just picked the tea bag up. Okay. Everything good with you and Scotch and Water and Friday and everything? Everything is good. Okay. Yeah. Scotch has his little... Uh, winter coat on because it's too cold to send him outside without one Interesting. and okay. friday's slowly taking over my my home oh okay that's what they do and your cat clock is working still in the background i can see the tail hypnotizing me yep yeah it is. Right. <clears throat> good 
Okay, so we're all here, right? So why don't we do this? Why don't we just go to Switchy first? Because everyone really wants to know now. We've been on hiatus for a little while. Didn't mean we were not up to hijinks, but as it turns out, Switch, everyone really wants to know now in this new year, the year we won't mention the number, but what did you have for breakfast this morning? This morning, uh, I decided not to have something super mundane. I mean, it, it was fairly mundane, but I did go out to a restaurant. I, I braved the elements, Yes. Which, which tells you that I suffered from my art. Go ahead. And so I went to Denny's. Denny's. And I didn't want to overdo it. So, you know, I didn't get hash browns. I didn't get pancakes or whatever. Oh, but what? I did get a couple eggs over easy. Okay. Two sausage, two bacon, and white toast. Okay. That's, that's cooling it a little bit. Water. Sure. Yeah. No hash browns and no uh, what? No, that's, 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 that was plenty. That's, uh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Are you, I mean, so Steve, would this be a form of performance art? Is that what this has become now? This, well, it, 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 they made me put my clothes back on, so I don't really know if okay. I can call right. well, this performance know, art or not. That's just act one. See, what he does is do get out of the belt. Yeah, he goes and he gets less and less each time, and by you know July, he'll be wasting away. Too bad we're on the radio. That would be really suffering for your art there, Steve. Of course, I, I used to be a model. <laughs> Yes, for the Navy. Okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, think. Well, I also modeled a uh, uh, men's brief for Sears. You sure you didn't wear a hand model? You did, really? Hang on. Well, uh, Time the out. Thing is, I, if the, anybody's the thing a is, hand model, it's one one. Well, when I, when I showed up, it was unsolicited, so they usually call the authorities. But <laughs> I think it was because I was wearing through the looms and they sell Hanes. <laughs> wow. Okay. It was just a misunderstanding. They have the uh, court docket. Do you have the court records on that little incident there? We, you know, actually, because of my age, they erased the records. Oh, good. Good did, for you. Did we'll you share fly. that we with uh, Jacques Ballet? Did you get that in there? <laughs> we should. That, that, that was about 91, I think, recording? when I was uh, solicited. Or, uh, when I was unsolicited uh, okay. to, uh, you, you know what I mean. You know, we should, though. Hey, listen, Jacques Ballet is a very famous writer who really kind of tied a lot of stuff in the paranormal together. Yes. Uh, so check him out. So anyway, okay, so we know what switches had. And um, so now I think... I'm ready for my joke. Oh, we're ready for Lois's joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious what the – you can edit this out and okay. if everybody doesn't well, This is the second time in two weeks we've done this. Let's see what happens, okay? <laughs> All right. You ready? Ready. A priest, a rabbit, and a minister. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Was I, there some sort of no, – no, go I, ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to give you a cue, but go no, ahead. No, do it. All right. Now you have to cut all this out. Cue. <laughs> a priest, a rabbit, and a minister walk into a bar. A priest, a rabbit – and a minister walk into a bar. The bartender asks the rabbit, what do you have? The bartender asks the rabbit, what will you have? And the rabbit shakes his head and answers, I have no idea. I'm only here because of autocorrect. Oh, boy. Crickets. Good. It's good. It's actually it was cute, and it's fun. It's, it's, a, it, it's a clean little joke. Well, no, did a, you expect anything a clean little less joke. than clean, clean for me? Right. Is that the punchline? That is the punchline. Oh, oh wow. That's the no, worst thing you can sure. say. No, oh, now she's yeah. crying. I'm not sure I heard it right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was it again? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. Better than I last time, though. The best part is she's speaking English, but Mac was interpreting. Wait. Yeah, I know. I know. That's because my timing is off. He's trying to make my timing. No, no, no. We don't want your timing to be off on anything there. 
Lois, as it turns out. Okay, so now there you go. We can edit that. Lois, for a crowd like this, when they behave that way with a really good joke like that, just do that thing with your hair again, and then one one, and the rest of them. Yeah, do the thing with your hair. That's it. That's all you need. I don't know what I'm doing. Do the hair flip, even though we're on the radio. You should have done that while you were reading the joke. Wow! Wow! Somebody is in a really, really. It's tight, tight mood tonight. In slow motion. Okay. Would, okay I look. guess I'm part of the group okay. if I'm getting insulted now. All right, listen. It's time, <laughs> it's time for a very interesting announcement that we have. And everyone in the crew except Coco is going to be surprised by this, I think. Or it's just news to them. But something happened over the hiatus. And uh, because uh, both Coco and I are familiar with this place, I thought he'd be the perfect person to make this announcement. So I suppose we'll put some kind of a drum roll something in here and go, Coco, you're on. It's your cue. Starting Sunday night, January 30th, Mac Maloney's Military X-Files will be returning to KDRA Radio Network. Mac's show started on KDRA. We've been on it one time or another. And we know it's a great audience, very vocal, very involved. There's parts that we kind of miss. So now, Mac Maloney's Military X-Files will be heard weekly on KGRA starting midnight, January 30th. Let's discuss. Okay, let's give ourselves a hand first, okay? And we're going to put in less than, more than Very fine network. KGRA network is where I first started out doing this kind of show. And uh, people probably know it better as the place that Race Hobbs used to run. Race 650-pound dumpling, we used to call him. Very interesting guy. He and I did a lot of shows together. Funny, funny, funny. Funny. Oh, God, yes. Almost illegally funny in some cases. But, you know, we had creative differences, and um, there was a little dust-up with some Vietnamese bookies down in Arkansas. Probably shouldn't get into that too much because it's still pending. Uh, so, uh, you know, I left KGRA for greener pastures, but then someone, I happened to be talking to someone who now runs the place. They invited us back on. So we're going to be back on. What's good about KGRA, they have a lot of people, a lot of very loyal people. Coco was on there for a while, right? Six years. And they are very involved in everything that they hear on the radio. So we can't wait to get the whole new wave of uh Let's call it Matt, fan with your mail. permission, I'd like to throw a quick shout-out to uh, the old tagline I use, the greatest audience on the planet. And I hope they uh, tune in to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. Yeah, that will be good. that will be fun. So anyway, so uh, thank you for making the big announcement. And now we're going to have – maybe if we can get Pistol Pete in here real quick. Hey, listen, while we have him here, we have a, we have a celebrity guest in the studio with oh. us. And I just want to bring him back oh. for nostalgic purposes. Pistol Pete Falcone. Now, listen, Thank this you. is great. Great to see the crew Before once time. again. Familiar faces I haven't seen in a long time, like uh, Raven and Commander Cobra and Juan Juan and, uh, and everybody else. That's Club yeah. and Switchy. Yep, yeah. Switchy, of course. Yep, and Club and uh, Jocko. Jocko is down in. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've met Jocko. Jocko before. Johnson. Okay. Okay. But uh, it's a pleasure to, to be back and see everybody. So now Pete is the owner of the station where we do the show from WXEX in Exeter, New Hampshire. We are the other Exeter incident, but you also own a string of stations up the New England coast, right there. Pete? I guess it'd be like a handful. A handful, and they oh. are a handful. Okay. All right. And it's um, your your main format is. 
uh, oldies of the 60s and 70s? Or so? uh, yeah, I have d- different variations of that. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a, uh, one of them is a more contemporary, like today's hits type. Oh, right. Stuff. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's not yacht rock, is it? No. No. Okay. Not, okay. not yacht Thank okay. God, no. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Would you ever consider yacht rock? Uh, we actually, on uh, our classic hit station, we actually have a, a Yacht Rock show. It's okay. a syndicated thing. But, okay. Uh, it's all Fleetwood yeah. Mac and uh, yeah, it's Stevie like Michael Winwood. McDonald. It's Christopher Cross over McDonald. and over again. Yeah. Christopher Cross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. actually pretty good. I like Yacht Rock. Well, this 80s music in a way, right? And it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. This, what, what's kind of like the softer side of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. It's music that you supposedly would play on your yacht. Yeah, really? Yeah, you know, okay. Like on a Sunday morning with a mimosa. And, so it's, in uh, other yeah. words, it's what you play on your yacht. And not right. necessarily, we're <laughs> yeah. in rowboats. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. right, right, All right. right. Okay, well, interesting. So listen, do you remember way back when, you and I used to do a show called um, Mac Maloney's Mystery Hour. I That's think. right. We run WMEX for a while in Boston. That's right. Then for about six shows, we run KGRA down in Arkansas. So you 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 had some dealings with race. Do you remember? Oh, very well. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're back on KGRA now. That's the big announcement. Okay. Oh. Okay. You think that's a wise move for us business wise? I, I think any any distribution point is is a, is a plus. Wow. That sounded a little cold, didn't it? Well, <laughs> it was I'm like wow. No, but I I mean the, the more ears the the better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. And and race is not involved anymore. I mean, I love them. You know, like an adopted yeah, he brother had or something. a voice like uh, cold butterscotch. And you used to do, remember we did a few bumpers for the old station, right? That's right, yeah. Because yeah, he, he was the, so good. Yeah, yeah. He's great on the air. He's yeah, great on the air. Quite you know? a voice, yeah. Off air, a little drama going on <laughs> a lot, okay. as it turns out, okay? All right. But we're back. He's no longer in, you know, he's he's the patron saint, but I think someone has taken over the- He's moved on. The day, he's moved on, yeah, okay. that's right. And for him- He's really moved on, as it okay. turns out. He did go on a diet. He did tell me that. He's, yeah, he's down to 580 now. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he lost 120 pounds. Well, good for him. Yeah, yeah. He'll probably find it again. Don't worry. We should have him on some night. Man, I wonder if he remembers some of the stuff we used to do. Probably not. Just to catch out. up. Yeah. Well, so. I still remember when uh, you two would call me when sometimes you would have a problem with the live show guest. Okay. Yes. And I would be like vacuuming or doing something with the animals, and I'd have the phone, and Thank then Brace would say, "Can you come on for fifteen minutes?" Yeah, we used to do that. Yeah, a lot because yeah. the guest just you know has completely flipped out on Mac, and the guy's nothing like he was supposed to be. Can you do fifteen minutes? And I remember doing that a few times. It was a great. It was a, it was actually a pretty cool yeah. thing to happen. So you talk about Dom, what you were accusing Steve of a little bit, you know, perform- a little bit early performance art. I think that was an odd kind of performance art. Yeah, Cobra would bail us out when we were having right. trouble trying to get the guy that was married to the alien. Yeah, right, know? right, or right. Uh, yeah, yeah. talking to aliens on the phone. Remember that? That's right. Yeah. So, what was her name? Well, uh, you had the alien make the Super Bowl that's right, and then it went nationwide. It was in USA Today. You yeah. bet. We're right between the gorilla who ate the uh, Patriots cake, okay, and the octopus who you know all. Also pulled so uh, like the Patriots. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, Robert Kraft's, uh, you know, who know what out of the thing. Uh, draw. It, was, <laughs> yeah. it was complicated. But wait, we had an alien who he not only picked the Patriots to win it, but he actually picked very close to the score. Yeah, yeah he was he was the closest out of all of them for yeah. the point spread. Yeah, right. it was in USA Today, you know. Amazing. Yeah, right. 
So anyway, that kind of put us on the map. Well, thank you, Pete, for uh, that walk down memory lane. My pleasure. Okay. All right. Was it a painful memory for you? Should I not have brought it no, up? No, no. <laughs> that was great. That was actually in our uh, our old uh, facility. Yeah. Down in, in know, Newport. Right, the on Randy the waterfront. Yep, yeah. On the waterfront. Yeah. On top of the glass place. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where you got in trouble if you didn't park in the right parking spot. Right, yeah, it was oh, yeah, always you that. Could not park in the issue. parking lot of the Oh, last my. Place, you talk sorry. about getting oh, on the wrong side of a nice place. Old Mrs. Glass wow. would be up your, <laughs> yes, you know. Yeah, right. And and didn't you tell us once that you got a complaint? Um, the only thing that you got a complaint about us, we'd be there late at night, as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of smoke at the door. Did someone tell you that one? Yeah. They, they weren't <laughs> sure what, uh, what, was, what was going on okay. there. Yeah. Thought the place yeah. was on fire. All right. Well, let's clap them off, as they say in the biz. Thank you. We're not often great, we have a great, multimillionaire great on the show. Great to see you all. Yes. Once again, happy new year, everybody. Yes. Come on, that musical happy show. Year. When we do yeah. another musical oh, show. Oh, want to do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, once again, there's limo drivers out there, you know, right. revving the engine, <laughs> adding carbon <laughs> to the uh, atmosphere. Thank right. you. And pulling right. wheelies. Firing up the way. Tesla. And yeah. Pulling wheelies in a limo, man. That you have to. You know what? Stay with us while we log off here, where we go into oh, the commercial, okay. okay? All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen. Wow. This has really been uh, interesting. First show of the year, the new year. And we got more to come. So why don't we do this? When we take a commercial break now and uh, regroup, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military X Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Thank you, Pistol Pete. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Back and we went to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. We've already uh, started off with 26 minutes and 32 seconds of nothing but fun. Right? <laughs> we just added all those minutes up. And now we get a lot more to go. So look, here we are back in the new year of, you know, 20-something. And, of course, it's time for at least one, probably two, top ten lists. Okay, which apparently we're famous for. So, Raven, do you have your top ten list? I do. Okay. All right, here we go. We're all a little rusty, out of practice, but let's see. Um, and she just, oh, there she so someone just disappeared. Oh, oh, there he is. Okay. So, uh, please uh, start the music here. And this is top ten New Year's resolutions of Teddy 
Coco's bar was us, okay? The top 10 New Year's <laughs> resolutions of Teddy, Coco's bar was us. All right? Otherwise known as a gilding uh, in the uh, okay. industry. Okay, yeah, kid. All right, here we go. Ready? Number 10, please, Raven. Number 10, lay off the My Friend Flicker reruns for good, cold turkey, finito. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Quickly to number nine. It's a deep number dive. Number nine. Watch the documentary on the Equian, Equin channel called The Racist Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ed. Number eight, please. Uh, number eight. Take my therapist's advice and stop obsessing on whether my mother was lying when she told me my great, 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 great grandfather with Seabiscuit. <laughs> Long road. <laughs> Long road. You, you feel free to laugh into the microphones, guys, okay? Please. All right, next, please, Raven. Number seven. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Try again to impart to Coco that, it, that I see UFOs and ghosts around the farm all the time, but he just won't listen to me. He just won't listen. <laughs> that, uh, that comes up quite a bit. <laughs> won't listen to Teddy. Okay, please. Next one. This is top 10 resolution, New Year's resolutions of Teddy. Coco's ball with us. Number six. Order that embroidered horse blanket from Amazon that says National Velvet was a slut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he does love that. Uh, uh, that's that, that so inappropriate. Next, please. <laughs> Number five. Stop writing fan letters to Zorro's horse midnight and just accept <laughs> the fact that he's just not into me. Right. At <laughs> some point. You have to face facts. Okay, next, please. Number four, review the surveillance footage and see if it was Zeppelin who snitched that night when we broke into Coco's liquor cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I get a feeling. Yeah, Zeppelin definitely has that uh, kind of trait. Does he really? He's got that, he's got that DNA? <laughs> okay, interesting. The snitch DNA. Go ahead, please, Raven. There's top 10 New Year's resolutions of Teddy Coco's Bottles House. Number three, urinate more frequently in Sheep's Water Bowl to get them back for quote unquote doing it in front of me all the time. <laughs> Isn't that what's going on with the sheep, Coco? Actually, uh, uh, Finn is in the same category of building as uh, as uh, Ted. Really? Oh, you're cruel, man! Holy cow! But um, there's a lot of uh, you know, hey, let's do it because it's safe going on up here. Oh, oh well, okay. Well, there's, that's the upside. Okay. All right. So, but you're and saying they do believe if you stand up. Now, how many? How many? Uh, like it, so. How many of your animals is, uh, <laughs> don't have tool bags anymore? Is it more than two? None of the males have their tool bags. Wow! Wow! Otherwise, this, it'd be chaos out there. There's, it? there's a Stephen King novel right there, right? <laughs> and he and he lives in Maine. It's perfect. All right, let's That's go. True, sh- yeah. Let's move now, on. Tool bag is sort of a code, right? <laughs> oh, it's, you look it up in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, You'll yeah, love it. Yeah, it's number one. Uh, let's put Raven, please. Uh, top 10 New Year's resolutions of Teddy. Coco's Balsas. Number, number two, offer up all my pain for the souls on horsey pur- of horsey purgatory. <laughs> it's going to be a horsey He's kind of a practicing Catholic. Let me, uh, I just want to tell the listening audience that Lois is laughing, but she's uh, doing it below the radar here. Sorry, I, my microphone was low. She's they, doing she's doing her homework and laughing at the same time. Can she's dedicated. Right, here we go. Multitasking, that's good. Okay, so we are now at uh, number one, right? We, we are at number one. Okay. All right, the number one reason, nope, the number one New Year's resolution <laughs> for Teddy Coco's Ballas Horse 
send my latest bag of hair clippings to switch because, you know. Oh. Wow, you know. now that hurt. Because you know. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> A little horns. Hey, if you want to clap, please clap. It's 18 bucks either way. Yeah, very clever. Eddie's okay. mane out there like a scene out of uh, Young Frankenstein. Alan Brooker. He's, okay. uh, he's, 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 he's letting you know what's going on. Yeah, there he is on the screen, by the way, if you want to. There he is. Quick, uh, he's beautiful. He is. The guy himself. Okay. Huh. Okay. So, so. Uh, is and he, he took quite a shine to uh, Raven when she was here. Oh, huh. Oh, interesting. Really? Okay. Eddie was so cute. And Love Zeppelin it. and Bear and Love every it. animal that you have. They were all cute. It's like all creatures great and small up there, isn't Except, it? Except, yeah, the you know they're all missing, uh, the, you know, uh, an essential part or a lot of them. Are. But look at, uh, isn't he? Isn't he like a uh, a stunted? Not a stunted horse, but isn't uh, Teddy kind of on the small side? Yeah, he's a pony. Pony. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. He's about thirteen and a half, fourteen hands. Okay, so pony. We found a- out recently that uh, he had a lot of homes. We couldn't figure out what's going on. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Cobra did ride him for a while. Oh. He seemed to have some issues when she was riding. Um, we think he was either abused or he had a really uh, bad accident. Okay, um, interesting. Yep. And uh, he uh, had some damage to one of his hips. So oh. He's oh. doing fine. And everyone has coats on up here tonight. Uh, yeah, we have to put coats on everybody because it's a little bit chilly. It's very cold in New England. That, that place he, is wants like- the, he wanted a purple coat because uh, he really likes prints. So that was what the whole thing with him. <laughs> interesting. Okay. All right. Well, he didn't lose all his uh, good taste when he lost his... You know what? Purple so rains. Interesting. Purple rains. You got it. I mean, I set the ball. Switch. I'm looking for something to spike it, you know. Switch coming through there. So look at why don't we do this? All right. Why don't we segue right into we have another top ten list. And what happened was when we were on our hiatus, uh, Lois and I did a few shows from the from the home, which is a really different experience, believe me. But at the first of one when we said anyone who wants to ask questions of the of the staff send us emails. Now, this all started when someone wrote me a letter and asked me if I was Coco's cousin. Remember that <laughs> right. a while ago? <laughs> and pe- people thought that we were all kind of related, and so that kind of led into it and everything. So anyway, we wrote, we read 10 of them two shows ago. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And now we've got another bunch, and here's the top 10, and there's more than 10, but anyway. So we do ask people to write in anytime they want to know something. We'll compile them and about the ask staff. The yeah, we staff. Might, we might have to put the uh, kibosh on this, maybe, because we're getting a lot of really weird emails. But why don't we at least well, go yeah, with we these clean time. them up? For, okay, for all you, right. For the <laughs> clean them up is uh, yeah the least of the problems actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, go ahead, please. This is ta- what is it? what's the um, bit again? It's more questions for the gang. More questions for the gang. We'll start the music. And number 10, please. Mm-hmm. Number 10. Lois. When was the last time Coco flew a helicopter that he can tell us about? Mm. It's a loaded question. Mm. Because so many times he's on a secret mission. Well, he's, I know that he's... So yeah. is he thinking about that? He's going to... Is he... <laughs> the last time was uh, a A6 Little Bird, only armed oh. with a machine gun. That's all and, I can think. Wow, huh. Okay, the little egg, the flying egg. Wow. Those... And the killer egg. And uh, that was uh, that was three years ago. Okay, they, they, uh, that you can tell us about because I know you've been in helicopter correct, Mac. aircraft. You, I, I'm following the guidelines of your question. Okay, all right. Number, <laughs> then we better hurry the number. He's not going to be like actually giving one beer and he's telling you the nuclear codes. Okay, <laughs> that's true. All right, number nine, please, Lois, please. Okay, number nine is: Does Juan Juan still have his Mustang? You still have your Mustang? Yes, I do. 
They want, they want to know what's the mileage. One one has a Mustang that's like lasted forever, and it's not one of the well-built Mustangs either. But somehow, what what is the mileage on it right now? Uh, it's still stuck at uh, six hundred and seventy-one thousand. What, what year is it? Ooh. I'm sorry, six twenty-seven. Six twenty-seven. Wow. Nineteen fourteen. Six hundred twenty-seven thousand. It's ninety-five Mustang GT five O. Wow. We. People probably want to know what color it is too. It's I was going to ask what color. Yeah, the girls, okay. the girls think black, black, black interior. Really? I want to know where you're going. Exactly. Where were you going? Sorry. Yeah, it was mostly highway traffic. I don't know. It was lucky I'm get out get out of New Hampshire. You know, I just uh, you know drive to New York a bunch of times, and when, when one of the kids was in school at Syracuse. Yeah. I don't know. It just it just accumulates when you drive it for. 19 years year-round and you're all over the place yeah, like but, I am. but uh, one time rates. your daughter we had a discussion and your daughter said that you were a numancer right and uh, yeah what, uh, what is it called technomancer techno where, where there were some people when they're so around what the hell is a technomancer right, when they're around stuff stuff like you know stays together old, it works better old technology and, seems to work for me yeah it's, I mean, it it's a to real thing. To work. And look at it the, would continue to work if I could put it on the road. But unfortunately, I got some frame rust that uh, nice. any self-respecting uh, shop would not give me a sticker well, listen, and let me drive it. Most of those Mustangs that year barely made it to 100,000 there, my friend. <laughs> okay, so yeah. you're, you're doing something I, right. I can, okay. I can say the guy in Brooklyn, you get all the... There you go. He'll set you up. Let's get it down to Brooklyn. Talk about a, a talk about a, a trip. A field trip. All right. A field trip. I'll, have it, I'll tow it to Brooklyn. Tow it to no Brooklyn. Worries, That's the name of the book. Okay, just Brooklyn. pay it. Take it out of the drawer, whatever you need. Here we go. All right. That could be like a cover song for the Beastie Boys. You know, no yeah. sleep to Brooklyn. Yeah. Tow it to Brooklyn. Good one. Yeah. No Mustang. No Brooklyn. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> the words, the lyrics write themselves. Uh, please, uh, Lois, next, please, uh, questions. Uh, no, we are on number eight. For the gang. Um, and speaking of Juan Juan, in a recent Best of Show, Juan Juan explained he was once hired by a wife to go through her husband's computer files, and they yeah. wound up getting divorced because of it. And yeah. listeners would like to know, has Juan Juan been hired since then to rat out any other husbands and destroy their lives? Well, maybe maybe their their lives should have been destroyed. I stay away from that stuff because <laughs> it's dangerous and there's legal ramifications. But I didn't really do a lot of forensics on this uh, Okay. This uh, Yahoo e email account you're not that in, I was looking at. You're not in I, court I said, there, you know JJ. I, I, I was expecting a bigger laugh, but you know, instead we get uh, a lawyer's uh, paragraph. Okay. This, this is traded a mankind. Let's move on. Let's move on. Please. Okay. All right. Ready, Raven? This is for you. Uh oh. Why does okay. the, the listeners would like to know why does her father, Lonely Larry, always drink che cheap and disgusting beer? Oh God! I don't do you know. think it's cheap and disgusting? Um, That's the question. Oh yeah, it's do cheap and disgusting. Uh, yes. Yeah, but does, do you agree? Because you're a connoisseur. Who are you talking to? I <laughs> I think he drinks cheap, crappy beer yes. personally. But yes. I have taste and class. Well, so. there you go. You see, as it turns <laughs> out, you do. So she can tell. He's cheap and lonely. She can tell he's cheap and lonely, right? <laughs> Maybe that's why he's lonely. <laughs> that's the name of his album. So listen, ever since I've, I've known Lonely Life for a long time, and he he's always would write to me or tell me about like the latest cheap beer that he would buy. <laughs> um, you know, and it's usually like this beer that kind of comes back from the old days, so there's like a nostalgic thing to it too. But you know, peels and Knickerbocker and all this stuff, and it's like, oh my god, Rheingold, uh, Rheingold. Maybe they're retro. 
Well, that's the problem. Yeah, it's like you know. I mean, when I was a, when I was a kid, sneaking Let's... strips of my father's beard, five years old. Even then, I knew this stuff sucked. Okay, but you know. <laughs> but you still did it. But yeah. I still did it. <laughs> I did right. The same thing. I would take a what, sip of the Jenny Club, and it was what, gross. What's the uh, what's the running uh, tally on Pabst Blue Ribbon? Because oh, uh, that seems to be like the end beer now, and You're I back. laugh my uh, my six off when uh, I eat twenty somethings and thirty somethings telling me how cool. Yeah. Yes. Those are Coco. Yes. Those are hipsters. The hipsters. Right. Look that up right. on Urban Dictionary. Capital they H. love PBR. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. And you know the funny and thing is, none of it's not the same. PBR we grew up with. That's, right. It's, none it, of it's, it's the different. Same. Oh. It's like Twinkies today. You yeah. know, it's not the same thing. Yeah, you yep. got that right. Yeah. Hey, Twinkies and PBR. You tell me that's a snack. Is that what's going on? Oh, man. That I would love. Yes. I would dunk them. Okay, next, please, for the questions of the staff, Lois. Well, sticking with Raven. You're very popular these days. Question: The second question for Raven is, and since it's hat season, people want to know, when is bun season again? When does bun season come back is the question. So bun season usually starts about, I would say, spring. So like April-ish, because that's when it becomes too unbearable to wear a hat. Okay, all right. (laughs) I have a system, okay? Is there any kind of tie-in with the Easter bunny? You know, get it, Easter bun. Oh, <laughs> every bun has an egg hidden in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Just, I just stick a hard boiled egg in it. <laughs> just got really weird. Uh, I did see uh, one one actually wrote that date down. So that's good. Thank there you. There you go. He's counting down the days. Attention. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Fan, here we go. Your fans can't wait. Okay. Uh, um, now we switch to switch. Are you ready? Switch to switch. <laughs> What's the name of Coco's favorite duck? Uh,. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. For me? Hang on. That's for you, Switch. Okay, hang on. Uh, Daffy. Daffy. Yes, I thought it was Daisy, but uh, let's let him talk. What's your who's your favorite duck, Dick? But why is it for Switch if it's about Coco? Well, he, um, we're asking I'm, I'm, Switch I'm if if he knows oh. Coco's the name of Coco's favorite duck. Okay. He said Daffy. I said Daisy. Go ahead, Coco. <laughs> it's Daisy. Daisy. See, I know. I know. Of course, he would like the female. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Little comment okay. there from Lois, but that's all right. <laughs> Please, uh, uh, next. These Lois are, believes okay. she has my number. Questions. Just, number. That's You're just, saved. that's new. That's new. That's new. Um, but uh, these are questions for the crew. Here we go. Yep. We're continuing with question four. Question for Club <laughs> from South Boston. If Club looks so much like Whitey Bulger, aren't the other members of the gang nervous? They'll get whacked when they go out drinking with him. Frankly, yes. <laughs> but as Klaus, uh, crossed my mind, you agree with there, one one. You look like you're agreeing, but you don't want to speak. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, is that you never pay when you go in with Whitey to any of the establishments we right. go in when yeah. club needing the parade. So it's sort of like, you know, you're you're in, you know, in the presence of the of a royalty. Right. Itself, Boston but you royalty. do want to leave. You do want to leave at some point. And never go into a ninety-nine. There's a good, there's a real inside joke. But anyway, clubs. You oh want to my speak? lord, that's that's very. <laughs> Do you want to speak for yourself? Uh, as long as you watch, the, you know, the door, keep your back to the wall, and check the mirrors. You're good. Right. You're good. You Just do don't stand too close. You know? <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't worth going to jail for. Oh, there you go. There's <laughs> one. Tough Club, love. Really? Do you get looks when you go into some of these places? Just uh, you know, like depends on the time of the year. Yeah. Really? Okay. It I happened don't... once. It happened in Ireland. <laughs> when uh, Whitey was uh, on the lamb. Yes. Yep. And uh, mm. my wife believed that someone was reporting me to uh, wow. the local uh, constabularies. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Called the Garda. Okay, so, so we should <laughs> we should explain that uh, Whitey Bulger was a famous Boston uh, uh, gangster. 
and um, he was involved in lots of different things. And then he was involved with the FBI as a, you know, as kind of an informant. As yeah, holding up the book. Yeah, I have that book too. And then he went on the lam. The FBI basically gave him a tip, and, and he was gone for a man for a long time. It's like twelve years or something. They were quote unquote he was on the top ten list for a long looking time. for him. Quote unquote. He's the he's the last guy they the FBI wanted to catch because he knew, you know, where all the bodies are buried FBI wise because he was in with them. And then they finally caught him. And um, but but during that time, there was a lot of time they thought he was in uh, England in the UK because they thought that'd be the last place he'd go. But he was spotted everywhere. He was spotted everywhere. And club looks just like him. When he puts on those glasses, that white T-shirt and the white Red Sox hat. And the white Red Sox hat. Man, wear your boots. Same club. Wear your vest. Unbelievable. Well, let's just state for the record so that no one has to write it in. We never saw the two of them in the same room at the same time. So I just want to make sure we get that clear. And the fact that Whitey's dead, that someone uh, put an end to his misery with a bag full of nickels at the uh, Well, I don't know. Is Elvis dead? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Who knows? Who knows? That's true. Saddam Hussein had a lot of doubles. I'm just saying. Thank God he's still kidding. Yeah, Yeah, that's what uh, Jocko's. Anyway, uh, conspiracies. Uh, John Gotti is still alive, too. Uh, where are we there, Ralph Lois? We are getting down to the end. On our countdown number three is uh. please have Jocko explain chicken in pajamas. Yeah, Jocko, you've said that a couple times. What is chicken in pajamas? It's like veal in pajamas, shrimp in pajamas. It's uh, chicken parmesan. Chicken parmesan. Oh, parmesan oh. yeah. oh, referred to as pajamas? It, well, I didn't know that. in New York, look at it, yeah, yeah. People in New York, some of them can't read through good stuff. <laughs> so, it's, it's, <laughs> and that's the best thing. Pajamas, pajamas, pajamas. If you go into a restaurant in in uh, Little Italy, would they yeah, know yeah. what you yeah. meant yeah. if you yeah. said it? Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Absolutely. They wouldn't throw yeah, you yeah. out. I no. bet no. that if you said that in the right restaurant, you get a really, really special meal. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You get the good I bet you, I bet you walk in there, you start arm. throwing around the chicken and pajamas, and they have a really, really special sauce they've got set up for that meal. It's not the kind of sauce you're, you know, you're making it to be. It's very good, and it's on the arm, then. Yeah, on the arm. So you know, look that up, uh, folks. So anyway, uh, hopefully we're coming to the end of this. Uh, we are, but please, while, while we're on Jocko, okay. people want to know, is it true Jocko has a snack company called Jerkin' with Jocko? Jerkin' with Jocko's, we get a lot of emails about that. What's, how's that going? Yeah, I, tell you how we, I tell you how we make that, that jerky, it's right? It's beef jerky, folks. Go ahead. Yeah, we well, we used to get like mope jerky, you know, like you lock a guy up. All right, that's it. Okay, door. what's the last one? <laughs> you bang the door, he falls out of stairs. We're down the way, we're down the end. Of the... <laughs> we are He's down all to the end. Stretched out, you know. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, so listen. Now this I is the it. number one question. Which I, the I kind of want to refuse to read, to tell you the truth. Uh, uh, because what? I don't agree with it, but this is what somebody wrote. Go ahead. Um, I don't. I can't say it. You have to say it. <laughs> I forget it by now. It says, why is a cutie like Lois married to a, I don't even want to say this out loud, loser like Mac? What? Oh, God. What? Oh, God. Bro, get that guy's say, Give me that return address. Love mom. Oh, you got my email, huh? <laughs> oh. oh. Yikes. Yeah, really. Speaks up. We did not check where the kids are. Oh, my goodness. That's okay. That's from my mother. She's on uh, tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. All right, when we do this, when we take a commercial break Max, now. Max, mom. <laughs> and uh, we'll take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The entire gang is here for the new year. The Beatles are back together, and we'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 
Imagine you knew what was going to happen two seconds before it happened. Imagine you lived with the world's most beautiful supermodel. Imagine you drove a Jaguar with machine guns behind the headlights. Well, it's time to stop dreaming and start reading about Navy Lieutenant Chris Starr, hero of Mac Maloney's new best-selling paranormal detective series, Codenamed Starman. Who murdered the most beautiful tea girl in San Diego? Who's bombarding a small Massachusetts town with heavy artillery on Christmas Eve? Who's causing the mass murder of terrorists in the jungles of Africa? These are the cases Lieutenant Chris Starr must solve in the Kalashnikov Kiss, the first book in Mac's exciting new series, Codenamed Starman. Follow the Starman as he uses his psychic abilities to crack cases the U.S. Navy has declared too unusual. Find out why the Pentagon calls him the X-Files guy. And what is the wormhole anyway? To find out, get your own tomato can and be ready for action, strange adventures, paranormal activity, and lots of cover models. In Codename Starman, the Kalashnikov Kiss by Mac Maloney. On sale now at Amazon and your local bookstore. Everyone, Mac Maloney's Motrex on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Let me just quickly introduce the members of the gang. The Beatles are back together, including Eric Clapton and Billy Preston and everyone else, as it turns out. Very famous Juan Juan is here, girls. Hope you're ready. Oh, glad to be here. That's it. Okay, all right. <laughs> Oh, hello, glad to be here. Would you, would you, would you take here. a vow of silence for the new year? What's the matter with you? Hello, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls. Less is more when it comes to him. Uh, Coco is with us. Come in the Cobra. On the wing. Thank you, Mac. Okay. You've changed your background. Looks like are those the Thunderbirds or what are those things? Uh, that's actually uh, Royal Air Force uh, Interesting. Uh, training uh, command. Now, are you uh, facing the right way in the cockpit now? we had. Uh... Yes, I am, because I, I didn't want to upset the uh, club anymore <laughs> right. and, and, okay. and, and garner any more of his animosity. They're going in the wrong direction, aren't they, those jets? What's going on there? No, they're in a break. In a break. Oh, a break? Coffee break. Yes, Coffee one's break. breaking left and one's breaking right. Okay. Oh. Yeah, they're getting out of the way. Death cord there in the, in the yeah. cockpit. Okay. Glad. That's so, though, when you, if you have to hit the ejection, yeah. that will oh, cause oh. the canopy to, to uh, crack and break. Death cord have you ever ejected out of a plane there, CC? No. Have you I've been jumped? through some pretty accurate simulators. Uh-huh. Give you the good, you know, couple G pull that you have to practice doing cool. it, and then of course you do the one where you go into the water. That's always fun. Oh, that's Ugh. yeah, that's cool. Good name for a band, two G pull. Okay, I flew so a simulator for a C one forty one cargo jet. I crashed every time. <laughs> really? Yeah, you? Yeah. It's so it's a, easy. It's a big plane. That's not a little uh, sure hypercar there. Okay, so look at uh, next on the uh, totem pole. Is our uh, national correspondent up there in the Boulder Flakes? Battle Creek, Michigan, Switchy, Switchblade, Sleepy Board. I almost called you Switchboard for the first time this year. <laughs> I am uh, uh, beyond happy to be here. Now, you know what he's doing? You know, he's taking on a um, a Richard Dreyfus look. That's it. From yeah, Jaws. That's it. Right. Look at yeah, him. Exactly. Look at him. Good one. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. He's, he's po- yep. You're going to need a bigger boat, Switchy. <laughs> yeah. 
we let's talk about Richard Dreyfuss in another uh, episode because I think he's a punk. But anyway, you look good. You look good. And I went to film school, right, Juan? You did. You really do look good. He You're did. hardcore. You got the all A's. Also, no, that's not true. Also looks a little Hemingway-esque. Don't you think he's kind of taking on Hemingway yeah. a little bit there? The old, old man in the seat thing, though. The old man, at least. Yeah, the old man. Yeah, okay. All right, Switchy. All I right. know I won with it. You'll need a bigger boat. You know, yeah. reference there. Just. Has he said anything? Uh, has he said anything Switch. yet? Or is, okay. Switch. Your cats have six toes. That's code. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's sometimes. see. That's going yeah, to generate some that emails. That'll wow. generate some emails. Uh, Hemingway had six toes. Oh, did he really? No. Yeah. yeah. That's the name of a drink. Mm. Hey, listen now. Security chief is here. Willie Club. Willie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Mac? How's everyone? Doing okay. Even though We're the doing good. Everyone seems to be pretty right, sharp tonight. I noticed sharp. that a lot of alert people here. It's a, it's early. <laughs> it's early. Don't worry. You know. We're sharp. Hey, We're listen. Sharp. The, the yeah. Boston sports have gone right down the old, uh, old drain, haven't they? No, I know it. Hey, uh, I, I, I'm a sports person, and uh, I'm, I'm with him win or lose, but it's almost baseball season. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, then that will be lose. Okay. Interesting. Red Sox are supposed to really blow this year. So, um, also, um, our Southern correspondent, Jocko Johnson, was with us. Jojo, how are you doing? Good to be in the squad here, Mac. Okay. All right. Everything good, good with you? Good. Yeah. Good as can be, you know. Did you put your Giants? It'll be better. It'll be worse. Did you put your uh, Giants hat away yet? To put away your uh, Giants? I'm a fan. You know, I was going to the games in Yankee Stadium. I was five, six years old. Oh, fuck. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. But, you know, I mean, deep down, I believe Giant blue, you know. But let me tell you. That's a shame. This coach they got, this fake tough guy. Boy, I'd love to beat him in a corner. Fake tough guy, yes. He right. got like this one little, like, go to skim a backhand. He'd be crying and peeing his Straighten him out. Yep. Straighten him out, you know. Oh, like run some freaking uh, now. professional plays. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, really? yeah. seven-year-olds can figure this stuff. I know a lot of Giants fans, and it's really like too bad. So the anyway, worst thing is they're going to leave them. Well, you'll see. They'll change something. They have to because they're just so unbelievably bad. Also, rounding out the Brady Bunch here is uh, with us our uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York, Raven. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Hello, Raven. Is it Arctic uh, weather up there again? Is it Arctic weather? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay, but you used to eight it, right? degrees. Eight. Well, that's, it was eight degrees here too, you know. But uh, okay, but you're used to it, right? That's what happens up there in Southwest. Oh, yeah. And why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's nothing new. Makes you tough. <laughs> toughens you up. That's good. That's what the hat is for. There you go. Exactly. My hat. Oh, her hat. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, your. Do you hat have is any snow there, else. Raven? Any snow? Yeah, we got um, like three inches the other day, but we got hit real bad with uh, just straight ice. Oh. So everything is just my favorite. You can't even step outside without falling. Much rather have snow, man, than that freezing yeah, rain and that ice and stuff. Also, in the studio with us tonight, making a uh, increasingly rare appearance. Oh, increasingly not rare. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, opposite. I misspoke. <laughs> Uh, doing her homework well, participating wow. on the show is the very lovely yes. Lois Lane. Lois. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Hello, it's great Lois. to be here, but I just wanted Hi. to make clap ha Club happy to <laughs> okay. know wow. that. Are you ready? Let's hear it. It's 33 days, 4 hours, 1 minute, and 57 seconds left until spring training. Oh, Ooh. Oh, when the real misery begins. Oh, yes. Thank you. I just happen to have the countdown because we kind of count down to that. We also count down to truck day, if anybody knows truck what that day. is. Truck yeah. day. Yeah, truck day. Got to be from Boston to know what truck day is, man. Mm -hmm. when, when is truck day? 
I don't have that countdown okay. handy. That's about a week before spring training. Yeah, about two, about two, oh, yeah, about a week and a half. Yeah. It seems like it takes the truck longer. That's about down to get down is truck day? I'll just explain. So in truck day, so the Red Sox fans are so insane about the baseball team. It's crazy. It's just off the charts for any kind of logical sense to it. But anyway, <laughs> the thing is, is that in Boston, baseball starts on truck day. And that's basically the day that they load up all the Red Sox stuff from Fenway Park in Boston, load it up to bring it down to Florida for spring training. And when the truck is loaded up, I mean, it's like it's 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 you know like a celebrity is in town. There's like <laughs> thousands of people who line up to see the truck leave. Okay, look at now well, he's got his uh, Red Sox hat out, and it's like a big deal. I mean, it's crazy. And then they have people along Route 95, you know, uh, calling in remote reports. Oh, I'm down in Frederick, Virginia. It just went by us. <laughs> it's it's insane. They track it the whole way. It's like it's, it's like on the Mass Pike. Santa Claus. Yeah, we see yeah. it. We just saw right. it's, it's an event. It's, a, it's an event. Now, here's the funny thing. And the news, the news people in Boston carry it like crazy. You know, it's like a national, it's like a city holiday. The Minnesota equipment truck gets there earlier than the Red Sox one. It gets there <laughs> a day ahead of time. Okay. They never tell you that. Okay. Because they're the twins, but they do. But it's a big day. It's a big day. And that's only probably, that's less than three weeks away because it's usually early February, right? Right. Right, so. Is that wow? Yeah, there you go. I guess it's already club is already perked up because there you go. See, I made you happy. Okay. I was working on she a club because you, okay. you seemed a little grouchy. Seemed a little, oh, little grouchy. <laughs> a little grouchy club. He sort of was picking on everybody. Luckily, Lois is here. That's what he does. Well, no, yeah. I'm. Uh, it's well, because was... I love them so much. That's oh, right. okay. It's tough that's love. how you show your love. I gotcha. Mm. Some people do that. <laughs> I show it by being kind. But wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'll stay away from you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Look what is hey, that? Who was your favorite Red Sox player of all time? For you didn't have to be the best player, or just somebody you liked, liked. and Dustin admired. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I love, I, I love Ted Williams because Ted. he was just yeah. so good. Yep, crazy. But uh, I always liked um, Jackie Jensen. Jackie Jensen. Uh, oh wow! From the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He was great. Mm. Yep, yep. My number one's a tie. Who is it? Go ahead. Ted Williams and Mo Berg. Uh, the two of them. Moberg. Moberg yeah. was a spy. He was a baseball player, but he was also a spy oh for the goodness. U.S. Yes, we uh, saw that movie. Right, before uh, the World War II in Japan. It's a great movie. It's it's a, it's a He lived a crazy life. Spying and being a professional baseball player was just one or two of the things that he did in his life. Very interesting guy. Okay, so in the- My favorite player was- Yes, uh, let's go around the- Dick circle. Stewart. He Dick was a Stewart. guy I admired. Dr. Strange Glove. Stone Fingers. Yeah. He was yep. a whack job. Yep. Hey, number listen. seven. I put a number seven on my bat. <laughs> I was a Dick Stewart fan all the way. And of course, Pumpsy Green. Pumpsy Green was uh, favorite, uh, the first black player Pumpsy. to play for Red Sox. But I'll tell I have that year. I had that yearbook. It was black and white yearbook. Don Budden, Pumpsy Don Green, yep. Jerry Casale- <laughs> Gary Gaga. Uh, Jesus. Gary Jimmy Piersall. Russ Piersall. Ran backwards. Richard Deasis didn't play for uh, He would have been on the Angels. Wow. Hey, listen, uh, Dick Stewart. Still Mumble Cat. Dick Stewart was one of I'm these guys. Him. He'd have like, he played first base. He had like 25 errors, but he'd hit like 45 home runs every year. Okay. That's right. <laughs> and that's why they called him Dr. Strangecliff. So one day. Yeah. Stone fingers. Right before, you know, they're taking batting practice and they, and, and they, they start the game in like a uh, hot dog wrapper goes across the field and he picks it up with his glove and they gave him a stand and ovation. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, Mac. Go Breaking ahead. news. Go ahead. All the uh, giant nation, the yes. poor suffering fans. Go ahead. 
Giants fired Joe Judge, New oh. York Post. Oh, they did. Uh, yes. Oh, Late good. Tuesday afternoon, Judge was fired after two ugly years on a job. Ooh, too ugly. Ugly doesn't even come close. I to am baby. so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back Formerly to the Patriots. the Patriots. Is he coming back to the Patriots? Have him. Take him. Goodbye. See the room. Yeah, where he goes. Get Joe. Lost. Who? When he left, it was like Joe. Who? Now listen, yeah. listen. The the, the 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 conspiracy thing is that Belichick recommended him, and he screwed up the Giants. Yeah, to, of course. It's, it's of better course than beating him on the field. Sucked. Just screw them up in the front office. And that guy, man, he did stuff. I believe he was a mole because he did He's stuff. A real, just a fake tough guy. Unbelievable. Guy. Just unbelievable. And some of his speeches and stuff were just like, oh, what are you bizarre. on there, dude? Uh, LSD, uh, maybe. So anyway. So, God. Go ahead, please, uh, Lois. Well, I was just going to say I have two favorite um, Red Sox players. Mm. <clears throat> Dave Roberts, of course, because Dave Roberts, he did the steal. Yep. He did the steal, so you got to give him that. Yes. But also, um, Dustin Pedroia. Great guy, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. And yeah. Just because he was told his entire life he was too small and he wasn't going to amount to anything, but he, his mother just supported his dream of being a baseball player, and he never gave up. And he was a baseball player in MLB. So come oh, yeah. on, he was a kind of very rook, inspiring. Rookie of the year and most valuable player in the same year. Yeah, and he was just so Think dedicated. He was really professional all the yeah. way through. He never did anything that you. He was you just know. no. He was just he was a, he was a little guy that you know someone told me he couldn't, so he did. And they, exactly you know, like me. That's what I was told all my life too. I was too small to lose. You never amount to well, anything. Wait, hey, listen. Hey, as a, as a New Yorker, I have a favorite uh, Red Sox. Oh, go ahead. Tell big us. fan, big fan, Tell big us. fan of this guy, Bill Buckner, baby. Bill, oh, yeah. Yeah. of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you. I just got <laughs> it. We finally Through forgave him a couple of years ago. Through the wicket. You know, he kept calling a mess looking for a job. He came back to the Red Sox for one year. People forget yeah, and that. They, and, and, the, and the GM at the time, the guy would be like. Are you kidding? It's a joke. Just hang yeah, up. And yeah, it really yeah. was it's him. Yeah. Finally got through and he says, Bill, I'm sorry. If I ever say anything before, I'll let you know. Yeah, listen. <laughs> uh, right after that happened, once again, Bill Buckner with two outs, uh, three and two, um, and then last out of the World Series. All they have to do is catch the ball and stand on first base, and they win their first World Series since, like, Babe Ruth was around. Okay? Mookie Wilson, baby. Ghost. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Doesn't the Bill no. Buckner game game six? Yeah, yeah, but they would have won. But if they won it, they if the Sox could have won it, right? right. But yeah, they could have right won through, it through the wickets, baby, right? Yeah. But he couldn't even bend over the old man. The, uh, he was a crooked, crooked, and busted. The, the, uh, the, uh, so so what, it happens like two days later. This friend of mine calls me up out of the middle of nowhere and says, "You hear about Bill Buckner?" I go, "What?" He goes, uh, "I don't know. He screwed up. He, he he was like downtown Boston. He walked right in front of a bus." I go, "You're kidding me?" He says, "Is he dead?" He says, "No, it went through his legs." <laughs> uh, him and him and Scott Norwood up there in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're gonna get to a uh, a new segment now for the new year. This is the club report. We'll play the uh, teaser right here. Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you. It's time for the club report. You know, just recently, um, in the past few months, the U.S. government has actually opened up an office and funded a project to look into UFOs. Okay, They have some of the different names for them, AEPs or something. But basically, for the first time ever, the uh, U.S. government, the U.S. military has said, okay, we're going to study these in the open and let you know what's what's happening. In fact, that's what their um, brief is, is to tell the public everything they find out. So... There's always breaking news on it, and Club's going to uh, update us 
on a weekly basis what's going on. So this is the club report. Willie. Well, Mac, thanks. Um, first of all, I think uh, for our listeners that you know don't have much uh, information on this whole topic, uh, this goes back to uh, November, just around uh, Thanksgiving, when the uh, Congress uh, uh, put money in the budget, uh, the annual budget uh, all of a sudden came out and they, put, they had an amendment to the budget. And th this amendment was to establish this investigative uh, unit as part of the Department of Defense. And uh, there'd been a lot of talk about it for, for quite a while, but no one ever thought anything would happen. But all of a sudden it got in there and uh, it got passed uh, through you know, both houses. And uh, the main thing is, that, uh, and the critical thing was that they put it in the budget and, and uh, they funded it. No one seems to know how much they really put into this as far as funding is concerned. Interesting. But they played it up quite a bit. So there's, so we believe that there's, uh, you know, they're going to set up a, a pretty decent uh, group there. But, you know, the, the main thing is that um, they now have, a, you know, a, established a formal office for investigation. And the charge from Congress uh, for them is, uh, is that their role is to determine whether the uh, aerial phenomena belong to a foreign government or something else. Hmm. Um, and important part of this is we now have a new acronym, thanks to the government. It's uh, we no longer have UFOs. We have UAPs, which is called, which stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Not sexy at all. UFOs are a sexy name. It, no, it's not, but it gets even worse. They've also given it an acronym, which the government's always good for, for the group itself. And the acronym is A-O-I-M-S-G. So remember that, A-O-I-M-S-G. They put that in your food. In, that, the, in the title of this group, and that stands for the Airborne Objects Identification Management Synchronization group. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Which, All right. Which, you How's know, that going to fit on the T-shirt? Yeah, go back to flying sure. saucer. Yeah, yeah it's kind of concerning that they, that they're really taking this seriously when they come up with yeah. a name like that. But the, the, what we do know is there's funding in there, so they put their money where their mouth is. Um, so the important thing is that they've established uh, this group. Uh, they are part of the Department of Defense. Defense. And they're going to be located in the office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Securities. And as far as we can determine, they're not going to be part of the space force. But there's no way of knowing if this is from outer space. You know what I mean? Could be from somewhere. We don't, else. you know. But well, that's the, right now the charge is, to, you know, because there's still concern that there are hypersonic planes, Mach five, that China supposedly has been testing mm -hmm. in even Russia. Right. So right now, you know, the uh, from everything I've read and heard, you know, they're not just saying, no, we're going after, you know, uh, alien spacecraft. They, they really don't know. At least that's what they're telling us. Right. Uh, there's some suspicion that they do have an idea what's going on, and that's one of the reasons they're putting this group together so that they can get enough evidence against uh, another country to, uh, 
go after them for some of the hijinks that have been going on up in the sky, particularly when it's aimed at uh, aircraft, particularly uh, U.S. military aircraft. As we know, there's been some incidents out there. So yes, yes. So, anyways, uh, you know, the investigation is is their main thing, though. Um, some are referring to them as the uh, secret sky police because uh, the UFO community, a lot of the, the big players in the UFO community are not very happy about this uh, establishment of uh, this new group. There, uh, there's a lot of skepticism. Uh, they feel that what it's doing is allowing the government to further you know, put this whole thing with UFOs underground by putting it in this group that obviously is, uh, they hope is gonna be transparent. So anyways, right now, there, there isn't a lot going on yet since they've just been established, but we'll find out I'm sure in, uh, in short order, if they're really gonna be some kind of effective group that is gonna actually come out and uh, you know pass on information. You know, they are, uh, including in there an advisory committee, which is a civilian, uh, uh, made up of civilian agencies. Yes. And they'll include uh, uh, NASA, the FAA, the Federal Avi Avi Aviation and Air. That's just, um, but that's the usual. Get that, that one out. Not the usual, just, you know, kind of uh, Washington, D.C. And also academia. So anyways, my feeling is that uh, I, I think this is, uh, I'm not as... Uh, negative about it. I think it, it does elevate the reputation of uh, the UFO subject. You know, the mm -hmm. government hasn't done anything since Blue Book, what, 30 plus years ago. Oh, even more. So yeah. now to all of a sudden Why? To come up and put together a unit that's going to uh, officially look into these things. You know, I, uh, I think we ought to give them a chance. But like I say, the UFO community, a lot of them... Uh, uh, consider it, uh, you know, they just don't like it. They think it's just going to result in more secrecy and all. Right. So needless to say, this is the uh, the new group. Uh, nothing's been going on. I've been monitoring uh, different websites in the Pentagon and so on. Yes. No reports have been issued, no press conferences. No, no just the nothing. original press reports that came out in November, back around the 23rd. Uh, the different agencies uh, came out with their own reports. Right. But they all mirrored each other. But so the, again, you know, there's suspicion that this could create just more of a government cover-up, mm. particularly with the government's history. It's of another secrecy. layer. But listen, so you're going to be updating us. Is that the angle for this? You'll be updating. Yeah, us. that's what I'll do. And, and there may be times when we'll have a lot to report. Right. But I think the important thing now is to find out, you know, is this for real, or is this as a lot of the uh, UFO, the uh, ufologists worry about is that it's just another effort by the government, you know, to bury this. Oh, you know. So I think there'll be a lot of pressure on the DOD to, uh, to show some action steps here. Okay. And uh, so as soon as, you know, I get more, I'll be able to, you know, give you an update. Probably it won't be weekly unless all of a sudden they start doing something. Well, see, right that's now, weird. Yes. I think they're busy establishing their team. It's 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 going to be strange. Just uh, and I'm going to I got a bunch of questions. I know Coco and probably other people do too. But first, my question is this: It's going to be very interesting to see how they work the media on these things. Okay, it's going to be interesting to see what they choose to put out as a press release, as opposed to someone you know finding Freedom of Information Act and all that jazz. It'll be interesting to see what they say. 
My second question is that I believe real quick, uh, you know, the, 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 the so-called Tic Tac videos are the ones that really kind of spurred this on. For some reason, the Navy got involved in those. But the original one of the original Tic Tac videos took place in 2004. Okay, that's a long time ago. And here's the thing is that I think we would know by now if some foreign adversary had technology like you see on that video. Um, we would know. If China had that kind of technology in 2004, believe me, they'd be running the show right now around the world because that, that what, what that Tic Tac video shows and then what other ones show, you know, you know, just not, you know, 12 years later or whatever, is that this is some kind of technology, some kind of movement through space that we have no idea what they're doing because they're not flying aerodynamically. They're flying some other way. Coco, do you agree? Um, no, I don't, Mac. I'm, I'm convinced that Tic Tac is, uh, is a terrestrial created, uh, system. I do agree that your take that it's most likely not a Soviet or a, uh, uh, People's Republic of China device for the reason that you outlined, since they like to publicize uh, faulty uh, data to make the world believe that they're flying hypersonic vehicles and, and yep. creating all this great technology. Uh, I do not have a high opinion of their uh, their research and development. They steal everything. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're kind of the knuckleheads here that uh, we'll, and we sell the stuff out. It's 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 a very ugly situation we find ourselves so it's, in. It's not them. Uh, say again. It's not them. No, it's not them. I agree. It's I, not the I Russians. tend to think it's uh, it's our capability, and I think it's our capability that we have a very difficult time uh, making it work, and it's going to be too unsettling to the military-industrial complex to change it. Uh, but, there's too many people making too much money on the on the same okay. old BS that we've been doing for the last uh, but, 60 or 70 years. Okay, that's, but, that's just the Commander Cobra's take on it. But, okay, and then we'll, uh, we'll go around the horn here if we have to. I Can I throw to, one quick thing in the back? I, I, I not, think no. I sent this to you. It ties in with what, uh, uh, and I'd like to get the uh, club's take on this. NASA put a pretty big press release out about having all these uh, divinity specialists and uh, specialists in, in there to discuss how uh, religion and world religion would react Can handle uh, it. to the announcement that, that there are extraterrestrials that we that we have made contact or our contact has, has come up. It, it, this is the same movie. This is the sequel of maybe five or six different times over the years. You and I've talked about this a number of times over the years, going all the way back to the KGRA days. Go ahead. That, you know, you have these uh, studies and everyone's convinced, you know, that everything's going to collapse. Well, yes. the times we're living in right now, I think most people would yawn uh, <laughs> if, if, the, if the announcement came out. I just don't think that it would be that uh, we're no. controlling information. It's weaponized. Okay. And uh, the folks that are trying to run the show are desperate to stay ahead of it, and they're treating us like the mob. And yeah. uh, the mob not being the organized crime, but the, the unwashed masses. All right, let's, listen, listen, listen. Let me ask you this. Help. Let me ask you this, okay? Uh, so what you are saying, this is yes and no, okay? What you are saying is that it's run, you know, they are our technology, probably under the guise, let's just say the CIA for the hell of it. They're doing these things, and they're making the Navy and the government and everyone, NASA, the works, be the dupes of basically seeing their technology but pretending it's from somewhere else. Yes, okay. uh, but not maybe quite uh, that succinctly, but yes. Okay. Club, thank you. Okay. You're quite welcome. I'm, I'm finding this quite interesting, but I think time will tell. Yes. 
if this is a legitimate yeah, just effort another by the government. Uh, is it a boondog or is it something yeah, legit? Hide, I don't know. You know, to further hide things that they know that have happened out there. Right. But I'm keeping an open, open mind. All I've been reading it, it's, you know, I, I'm not surprised the UFO community is uh, really uh, yeah, skeptical. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? You know, all the big names out there. Are because yeah, I mean, they, during Project Blue Book, they fed them false information yeah. and uh, set people up for tremendous right. falls. Could be just, just to cover up their own operations and to, uh, to be uh, dissenters in that. Could be a repeat well, of that. Hey, listen, why don't we do this? Lois. Why don't yes. we do this? Okay. Why don't we do this? All right. I we're think that's a great a, idea. What is this? <laughs> keeping time here. Um, we're going to take a commercial break now, and oh, we'll sure. be right back after this. You know, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The entire gang is here, and I mean JJ, Coco, Switchy, Raven, Club, JoJo, and Lois Lane. Did I get everyone? You did. Okay. You right. us no, all. you I didn't get so. the, the ghost in the studio. Oh, the ghost. Oh, oh, give us an update today. Ixnay on the ghost. Okay, <laughs> so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopar Test Range, or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe, the haunted forests of New Jersey, a valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Macaloni's Mule Tracks. I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaloni. Okay, what a show we put on already tonight, and uh, we're uh, we're not through yet. Very quickly, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Juanie. Hello, Mac. It's been a wild show so oh, far. Okay, good. I'm Pretty glad. Pretty weird. Just the way we planned that. Okay, Coco was here yep. up there in his, uh, you know, bunker. In, whatever. in on the wing, there, Mac. In and on the wing. Chicken wing. Switchblade Steve is here. We haven't called him Switchboard yet. Switching. I'm uh, glad to be called anything. <laughs> he had like a half a breakfast today. He's uh, what minimal today. No hash browns and what? No toast? No, it was a full breakfast. We I just toast. didn't really pile it on. I had toast. Okay. Did you have hash browns? No. Okay. And so, and what else did you not have? <laughs> I, I did not have pancakes, fresh toast. Oh, pancakes. Right. Um, so he didn't go for waffles. the waffles. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Steak. See, I, I went, went had all that. I, I went all full meat toast. Saturday. And uh, grits. biscuits. Okay. Biscuits and gravies. Forget the grits. They're, they're well-named. Hey, look. Uh, also here is our security chief, Willie Club. Hi, Mac. Hi. Hi, gang. Is anyone tonight? Hey, 
If anyone tonight you'd uh, you know just want to slap around, just so far. Yeah, there there are nights you know you just want to just yes beat that you know but you know okay. you're not naming you, names. You have no. to just move on. Okay. You have to just move on. Okay. Oh boy. Wow. Okay. Uh, speaking of moving on, the original JoJo is here. Jocko Johnson, way down there in south of the border. Call me anything, just don't call me late for dinner, baby. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're one of those. Uh, Lois Lane is with us in the studio. She's correcting her homework, kids. <laughs> I am. I'm getting lots of work done wow, and Michelle. being entertained while doing so. Wow. So grade us. Have we got an A plus yet or a B minus or what? Uh, you're off the charts. That's not an answer. Yeah, <laughs> what side of the chart? A plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're going to be hearing about wow. this PTA conference. Oh, there you go. <laughs> awesome. The FBI be waiting for us. Also, up there in Sideways, New York, going through the Arctic Trail with ice is our favorite good witch, Raven. Raven, how you doing? Hey, my friends. Okay. I'm good. Thanks for hey, having Raven. me. Got a hey. hat on. What are we drinking tonight, Raven? Tea. Tea. <laughs> tea. Okay. Tea. Okay. Mm, lemon What's bomb in, tea. What's in the tea? A bomb. Lemon bomb. L- lemons and bombs? I don't know. <laughs> I just... We'll find out. I had a line around. So. <laughs> Report back later. Thank you. Um, so listen, so um, we're all here. The gang's all here. And uh, Switchy is going to give us a report from the fringe. we got a bumper for you, Switch, so hang on. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's report from the fringe. Okay, Switchy. Report from the Fringe. You know, I, I before we say this, I, I can't tell you how popular Switch is all of a sudden. And just in the past two months, we always make fun of him, but not making fun of him, you know, that he's a career climber or anything. <laughs> that is like Dylan in the bag of the limo. But, uh, you know, he was on uh, Paracast, right? Rich, well, were you on that show with Gene Steinberg? Yes. Okay. Just recently. Right. Uh, Jane Steinberg and uh, Tim Swartz. Oh, sure. Tim Swartz used to be on with uh, Timothy Green Beckley. Right. On uh, Exploring the Bazaar. Right. And uh, good name. It for was him. good. Uh, first time I met Gene, but I, I've been on with Tim Swartz several times. Interesting. Did they okay. call you or did you call them? Uh, Tim Swartz knew of me. Uh, he's he's helping Gene line up some guests once in a while. Okay. And he knew of me. Uh, uh, was on the uh, Tim Beckley show about five times over the years. Yes. And on, on his show once. He's an interesting guy, Gene is. Okay. We'll talk about yes, him. Yes, he is. He goes way back to the old days. He uh, he gave me a link yes. to Caveat Emptor, which was a publication he did back in the uh, through the seventies, part huh. of the seventies, huh. and it's absolutely fantastic. There's articles in there by. Uh, John Keel, yes. uh, Gray Barker. I mean, you get you get the retro UFO scene back in those days. Yep. It was kind of after Saucer News folded. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm only into the, the third issue, but it's just fascinating stuff. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, speaking of fascinating stuff, so you have a report tonight on the Dogman, right? Right on our favorites. Yes, the, the infamous beast of Bray Road. This was uh, this was uncovered by Linda Godfrey back in the early 90s. Linda Godfrey was working for a small newspaper called The Week in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. And she was doing uh, uh, cartoons and doing a little column. And then they, they started hearing about these uh, these reports along Bray Road, which is just east of Elkhorn. It's about four miles long, uh, farm country, two lane. Uh, people started talking about these, these 
upright canids. People would, they would see this thing by the side of the road, think it's a big mangy dog, and then the thing would stand up on its hind legs. And uh, so these reports started accumulating. She went to the local sheriff there, and uh, he actually had a file called Werewolf because he had been getting so many of these crazy reports. Uh, so, uh, but to get, to, that's just kind of the introduction. As time went on, She's written several books, covered uh, about a lot of cryptids, but has continued to follow this dog man, for lack of a better term. And in one of her subsequent books called Monsters Among Us, there was a, a, a man, a farmer, who has a farm right adjacent to uh, Bray Road and produces hay there. Uh, he, uh, uh, he was under a pseudonym at that time, but since then, we know who he is. The man's name is Lee Hampel. He was in the Bray Road Beast a documentary by Small Town Monsters. And recently, I met the Bucks County Paranormal Team out of Pennsylvania. They did an, an investigation on his property. They caught these, these weird howls and everything, strange mists, and uh, they even saw eye shine about six feet off the ground, which was could be a little unnerving, I suppose. But I got to meet Lee Hampel. At, at the Beast of Bray Road Conference, I was able to speak there. And a group of us went over afterwards and it was billed as a hayride, and we were going to see some photographs. Well, the hayride just took you around his property uh, to see, kind of get the scope of it. That was pretty minor. But we sat there for two hours looking at the kinds of photographs he's captured in this area on trap cameras. First off, he, uh, he was a, a teacher. He was a mathematician in the Illinois school system for 45 years, a scientist. This wasn't really in his ballywick, so to speak. He... Uh, when he, when he first started farming there, he bought the farm back in about 2007, started seeing weird things, experiencing weird things about 2011. Some of the locals there told him, they said things like, you know, there's a werewolf that lives back there in those woods of yours. And he's thinking, what are you, crazy? And then he starts finding footprints, these five-toed footprints, five toes, a pad, and a heel. And all this, they'll, they'll start in the middle of nowhere in the snow and then just take off for a long, long distance. He has uh, tried to get, uh, he, uh, he's gotten these tracks in dirt, in snow and everything. He's, he's taken uh, uh, pictures and, and uh, sent them to experts, DNR and all this sort of thing. One woman called him a liar. Uh, one uh, guy expert said, well, somebody bought a couple of pogo sticks or, or, or stilts and they're just walking around your property. Others said, well, they're double tracks. Two animals stepped in the same track. Well, how does that happen for hundreds of yards? Uh, he started noticing uh, uh, roadkill uh, would be all of a sudden disappear. He started putting up trap cameras, wow. and he would find that he would put down a, a like a dead raccoon or whatever, it would disappear. But there's never any record of what took it. He started seeing these strange mists on his property, and uh, a couple times there was a carcass of a deer or whatever there. And since then, he planted other ones. And you can see the timestamp on these photographs. We sat there in his barn for, like I say, two hours, seeing one photograph after another. And you'll see the carcass in the dark, and then the timestamp goes along a, a, a certain maybe a half hour or whatever. You'll see a mist show up. And then before long, the carcass is gone. No drag marks, no footprints. This happens over and over again. But not only that, there is a some kind of technology he's capturing there. There are, are things like flying saucers, UFOs, and, and you can tell how fast they're moving from the timestamp. There was one that looks like a, like a turtle shell. It whips, it's in the daytime, whips around a tree in, in, in no time. Mm. Um, there's things that look like drones. There's, there's things you can't even 
put your, wrap your head around. There was, there was something, uh, he's even gotten pictures of something, some kind of a creature off in the distance. You can tell uh, with a certain uh, mechanism how tall this thing is. Hmm. It was six feet tall. It looked like it was on all fours at one point, not close enough to make any details, but he has seen this thing himself. Mm-hmm. He saw it one night by the side of the road. He turned back in to follow it. He said it just zipped across his property. Later on, he found out he was missing an hour of time. So you're getting, and this, I can barely give you, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, they're going to have another Beast of Bray Road conference at the end of April. If anybody, uh, it, it'd be worth it to attend just to get there on, uh, I think it's Friday night. Yep. We're going to go back to Lee Hample's property yes. and we're going to see more of these photographs. You can see some of these in the Bucks County Paranormal Investigation on <laughs> their YouTube video, a few of the photographs. But uh, it, one of them, it's daytime, it's in the field. There's something that looks like like a black cord or rope suspended in, mm-hmm. in, in, in air, and it goes up like two humps, and it's just suspended there. Yep. And then he moved the, 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 uh, the, the view of the camera over, and there's some kind of a mechanical boxy device there that I don't know if it's on the ground or floating. Okay. But, but there's something, the thing, here's the thing, Mac. Uh, we've talked a lot about cryptids before. These things act like wild animals. They eat roadkill. Mm-hmm. They eat bait. Uh, right. But there's something, there's some technology or something that hides them, that yes. cloaks them somehow. There's no way that a, an animal could be elude these trap cameras as much as they have. Right. A couple times, he's gotten which looks like the, uh, a shadow, a silhouette of part of a shoulder and arm standing just off you know, to the off one camera. side of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I encourage you to uh, uh, get the uh, Ray Road Beast DVD video of Small Town Monsters. Look at the Bucks County uh, investigation just so you can see a few of these photographs that are there. And I just can't do justice to them. Yes. But uh, there's something, it's one of these areas we've talked about a million times where all this stuff happens, but to try and put it together to make sense of it is almost impossible. It's like something uh, something from somewhere else is spilling into our existence or something for a, it, it, a short It's almost like it's one of those liminal areas where the air is thin, so to speak, yeah. where, what is this, sort of a, where, and where do these things come from? Do they come from the same place? Or yes. is it a Grand Central Station where all these things intersect and they have their own agenda? They maybe are, are aware of each other, maybe not. But what, what do these, you know, these dogmen almost act like sentries. They, uh, the, uh, the Bucks County guys, they were out there for a while, and they started freaking out. The, the one guy, Dominic Sattel, is a sensitive. And I asked him on my show, I said, what, what were you picking up out there? What were you feeling? And he said, I felt like I was in a shark tank underwater, and I was holding the bait. He was <laughs> yes. really freaking out. It was oh, funny my. because the next week they went out to the Pine Barrens, oh, and cool. they went out with a couple of Bigfooters that have uh, – uh, been looking for Bigfoot out there. Yes. And he said he was almost relaxed. I mean, they're out there in the middle of nowhere in the Pine Barrens where the Jersey Devil and Bigfoot's supposed to live. But it was almost like a vacation compared to what he was experiencing on Bray Road. So so maybe they're from an existence where they eat roadkill and bait. Maybe that's like steak and... It could be, but what? But how is it that they're... Uh, elude, they elude the cameras right. for the most part. Once in a while, you've seen to get part of something. But... Uh, there, there definitely seems to be, and you know, there was the missing time situation. Yep. There is all kinds. I mean, he's got, he's been taking photographs for the, like the past 10 years yes. and, and compiling this. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I, when I, uh, 
when I try to uh, put it together, to remember, of course, we've talked about the Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Terry Sherman was the owner uh, before Bigelow bought it, and, and Bigelow bought it from him. He stayed as caretaker, and they set up the National Institute for Discovery Science. Well, it, there's one story. Now, he's not clear as to whether it was a dream or whether it really happened, <laughs> but he has this memory of being on something like a ship. He's looking out the window. He can see space. There's two men there in uniforms. Mm -hmm. And the message he got was something like, it will do us no good to tell you what we're doing because you wouldn't understand it. Hmm. Uh, rem wow. Remember, remember Jacques Vallée coined yes. the term metalogic, where the, the, the entities, the beings, whatever, you know, they may be going about their business doing something that's perfectly sane and logical to them, but it's so right. far beyond us. Right. And the example I would give there, uh, has everybody seen the film, The Mothman Prophecies? Good film. There's a great scene in there, the dialogue between Dr. Leek and John Klein. And Dr. Leek says to John Klein, who's trying to make sense of all this, what's going on in Point Pleasant in the, in the film, he said, you're more advanced than a cockroach. Have you ever tried to explain yourself to him? So perhaps that's what we're dealing with here, because yes. that's, this is the most frustrating thing for me. This is real. Uh, Lee Hample will tell you, you know, you don't have to, uh, uh, John Keel at the end of the Mothman Prophecies said, you know, we, we, it's, it's outmoded to say, are these things real? We have to start asking, why are there these things? Mm -hmm. I agree, 100%. I mean, like, it's not just, we talk about it on the show a lot, the um, unified field theory of the paranormal. Is this stuff all related? It, it, it seems like every time we talk about something like this, it seems like, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense now because why do these things, you know, Dogman and, and Bigfoot, show up under the same kind of, let's say, circumstances or at the same time, same year as UFOs and stuff, you know, and ghosts. And what happened? It, it's weird. You know, uh, uh, Stan Gordon talked about the, in the early 70s, the, uh, there were Bigfoot sightings along with lights in the sky and UFOs. It's like you have that perhaps technology, uh, maybe not, maybe it's a projection, I don't know, but it's along with the, the cryptid part of it is part of it. The yeah. same thing with the, uh, this property near Bray Road. You've got some kind of technology, something flying around there, doing something. But you also have then here, you don't have Bigfoot, although I'm, I'm sure there's Bigfoot sightings in the general area. Yes. The predominant creature, if you will, is the dog man. That's hmm. nuts, man. But, you know, you can kind of see it. That's his turf or whatever, you know. There's one other one other scene that's kind of haunting in the, the Mothman Prophecies film. And it goes further toward the end where the, the climax is is, uh, is building up and the silver bridge is going to collapse. The character of John Klein, played by Richard Gere, yes. it knows that he believes that there's going to be some tragedy on the Ohio River. He doesn't know what it is. And he finally, he goes back to, to, to Dr. Leek. Dr. Leek, uh, Alan Bates, plays this great part uh -huh. where he had been through all this years before and tried to understand it, tried to stop it, but it destroyed his life. Yes. And there's this great scene where Richard Gere, as John Klein, says to uh, Alan Bates as Dr. Leek, didn't you need to know? And Bates plays it so well. He, he pauses, he cocks his head a little bit, and he says, we're not allowed to know. <laughs> well, why is it that there's this, this burning desire in us right. to try to understand these things, even though... You know, it's, it's trying to make the unknown known, right. and it's very difficult sometimes. Yeah, where's, what a ghost. Where do we go after we die? Listen, I have t I have another burning question, okay? Ready? I'm going to throw this yes. to Raven and Lois, okay? You can just say yes and no, thumbs up, thumbs down. Ready? Mm -hmm. 
Richard Gere. Yes or no, Lois? Um, I, I don't know what the question is. Okay. <laughs> you know, yes is, he, no. is he a movie star to you? Well, at a, there was a time when he was. Okay. He was something. Mm-hmm. Do you like him as being someone who's in the opposite sex? Let me put it mm-hmm. that way. Um, I don't know. I never okay. really thought about it. Right. Raven, <laughs> now that you've had a long time to think about it. <laughs> What do you say? Does she even know who he is? Hot pass. Do you even know who he is? Would she even know? Yeah. I actually, I, um, we had an English teacher in high school, and Richard Gere was her cousin. You oh, did? Really? really random. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's a good movie. Mac, but, yes. can I add something about Richard Gere? Yes, please. I was just thinking, he had a history with animals. I don't know if you know All about right. That. Okay. Hang on. All right. This is going to cost me enough to edit it. Okay. <laughs> Yes, sir, he did. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That's a bad, that's a rumor, okay? Um, I will tell you this. Fake news. It's not a rumor. Mac, I knew a sergeant who said he was there. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Let's have him on. I know. That's all I could say. I I don't know. I think he's in jail, actually. He's been, he's been (laughs) in some, this this is not a rumor. He's been in some terrible movies. He's been in some hit movies. Officer and the Gentleman is probably his biggest hit, Okay. American Gigolo. Well, and I, I have to say that while well, the Mothman Prophecies wasn't a hit movie, right? Uh, he was he was really really good in that. He's good in it. That yeah, film. he plays the, in, yeah. a Pretty Woman. He was also in Pretty Woman, yes, but he's yes. been in I movies. Don't, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just uh, yeah, he's, he's just, uh, an unappealing man. Yes, to me. Yes. Okay. All right. Mm. Well, be my man. In the case of Lois, in the case of yourself, I you know I, I know the men in your life, so it's understandable why you would, uh, <laughs> wow. you would pitch that way. I don't know if that's wow. A, what wow. does that mean? What's that mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether to. I feel like he's saying Whoa. you have a type. <laughs> we have a type. Okay. Thank you. I, I, and Richard, can you expand on that, please, Coco? Mm-hmm. Was that a smiley I think, face? I think Mac, if you were to stack Mac up against Richard here, Mac's going to walk away nine out of ten times. He's going to get the attention. Wow. Okay, Coco. Are you, you married? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. Well, I'm up here with a bunch of uh, people missing their tool bag, so I'll well, you just wow. figure out where, where I, I fall. <laughs> hey, if that's the vibe. Okay. All right. Well, interesting. Okay. Well, uh, switching. Well, I've, got, I've got a little more. Okay. Hang on. Okay. okay. That's what she said. Uh, yeah. There's a, uh, uh, <laughs> when we were all parked there, one of the ladies, all, all of a sudden her flashers would, uh, would intermittently go off every once in a while. Okay. Somebody came in the barn and said, hey, this uh, somebody's, uh, uh, flashers are going off on the car. And he says, Happel said, oh, that happens all the time. So there's some kind of weird electric interference. Yep. Last thing is this. Lee told us that, uh, you know, he's had people come out there, stay overnight. And one group, they, they you now he sleeps there. He doesn't live there, but he, there's a place he can sleep in the barn right. when he's working there. One group came in and said, uh, it's 1030, right? They said, uh, we were told to leave. And Happel said, what do you mean? I own the property. You can stay as long as you want. They said, no. We were told to leave, and they got the hell out of there. Uh-huh. Later on, I found out that they had some kind of a ghost box or whatever, and the voice on there told them That to would leave. do it. Yeah, that would do it for me. Wow. Hey, listen, we should go down and do the show down there from the guy's bond. Definitely. Wouldn't that be freaking crazy? Where, where uh, is this? Wisconsin or something? Where no, is it's it? in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's, it's east of, of, of uh, Elkhorn. Hmm. Uh, they also, the, the Bucks County people, started a mist started evolving while they were there. Now, it might have been... Uh, atmospheric condition but i talked to some other people right. that spent a night vigil out there they wanted to spend all night they said all of a sudden this fog this mist rolled in incredibly it was really thick yep. to the point where they were uh, concerned about their electrical equipment all right here's, so 
there, there's something, these mists do show up and there's another, there's a picture of Lee Hample in the daytime mm-hmm. and, and your camera catches him because he moves by it. And there's a mist starting to form around him and he doesn't see it. Last thing, oh. he sent us some pictures recently that were taken with uh, infrared. And if, when you look through it, it's on his property. It looks like there was a fire, there's smoke and it's, everything's glowing, wow. but there was nothing there to the naked mm-hmm. eye. Hmm. Listen, let me ask you this. Let me just throw uh-huh. this out before we have to wrap up the show. Okay, TFO Lee. You know, do you ever watch, uh, you know, Superman, the Superman story, right? You know, when they put people in the phantom zone, right? <laughs> yes. Now, th- listen, listen, now, how about this, okay? Listen. Don't, you're so quick to laugh there, switchboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I was uh, thinking of something else. Okay, uh, I'm sure. Go ahead. All right, so look at, how about if these people had just been, you know, like ostracized, kicked out, and some kind, you know, they, they're never up to any good, you know, they're eating roadkill, they're running around like dogs and stuff. Uh, you know, maybe they're just outcasts and, and they're, they're thrown into this dimension as some kind of a punishment or something. It's uh, I, I don't know what the answer is, but there is some weird interface with something that appears to be technology and something that appears to be just a crazy, a mindless it's a phenomenal. animal. Yeah. yeah. A savage animal. Yeah. And it shows up in the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. And in the Michigan uh, and um Dogman is a very interesting character that shows up. Native American history has a lot of uh, stuff connection to it as well. Yeah. Connected you with switch, are these things happening now still? Is it yes, oh, yeah. current is, yep. situation? Yes, absolutely. Really? He keeps he keeps getting photographs of whatever this is going on on the property. Uh <clears throat> it is still happening. And it's not just there. Yeah. It, uh, other other friends of his were telling him about uh you know seeing this thing crossing the road it's a little bit like you know how you hear the bigfoot report where they're driving along and the thing crosses the road in yes. front of them yep. almost like it's staged almost like you know the uh, uh, a writer named zeely edgar asked if the, if the bigfoot howls in the wood and there's nobody there is it really there it hmm. seems like they, they, her point was that uh it may be that somebody has to be present for this this, well, that's, this manifest that's... or to experience the the creature or the UFO. Or See, whatever. that's that's not too crazy because let's go. No, it isn't. Let's no, go back not. to the very Keelian. to the um, slit screen experiment. Okay, mm-hmm. this is in uh, yep. Mac Maloney's perfect, haunted perfect universe. Perfect example. Okay, so they discovered years ago. Physicists, these guys discovered that. Now you gotta let's try to do this slow. <laughs> they have a device that can shoot light in the form of protons, which make up most of the light. Okay, that we see. Okay, so they build a box. They put this thing in one end of it. And then on the far side, the, the, the other end of the box, they put this basically, think of photographic paper. So when light hits it, it's going to leave a dot. All right? So then what they did was, and who knows why they thought of this, but halfway in between, they put this barrier that has like four slits in it. And they're shaped like, let's say, canoes. Okay, they're kind of semi-dis, all right? So the physicists, what they do is they turn on the proton proton camera, I think they call it. Photon. Photon. It shoots these things through. It goes through these slits, and then the dots appear on the photographic paper at the other end of the box. Okay. When they do that, they see – I'm going to get this wrong, but they see – so the the physicists do this. The cover of the box is open. A bunch of people around looking at this. And they see on the photographic paper something that looks like a canoe, let's say. All right. So all the pieces of light went through there and they just 
align themselves perfectly on the photographic paper. However, if you close the box and people don't look at it, when they open the box, they look like waves. How's that, Coco? It's a, it's a, a near-perfect rendition of the okay. experiment. So going back to what you said, right? Maybe So it seems like physics itself can change if people are actually looking. Okay, yes. which makes no sense. Or, or, but Mac, let me add this to you. Right now, where you're two sitting, minutes, two minutes. radio waves are going out. If yes. you do not have a receiver, those radio waves are not converted into sound that you can hear. Okay. Well, maybe we are the receivers that enter into these fields that causes the manifest, that you have to be, that you're that part of the connection. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what you are, are driving at. That and certain ones of us are more tuned in than others. Absolutely. And that's exactly. Some have you have the right perception. And others that's like correct. we don't. So here's another thing. Here's another, you know, example. You, you put two, we should do this some night. Put two people at a bar that has a Kino, okay? All right? And you have them fill out their things, 10 games, whatever. One of them watches the numbers come up. One of them don't watch it, okay? I'll bet you the ones who don't watch it win more for kind of like the same reason. You know what I mean? If you right. watch something, it, it has an effect on it. It has an effect. And if you don't, sometimes... You know, you, you just in a little bit of you know, gambling I was done. If you have you ever tried it, that? Right. No, but I would. I'd like to try that. We should try it live on the show. I just know if you kind of forget about it, if you're not, you know, looking at the football game every second and everything, sometimes you get surprised, right, Lois? Absolutely, that okay. happens all the time. She's been there. So anyway, <laughs> wow, what a way to bring the train into the station, Switchy. You got the, uh, you get your uh, visual there, your image. Uh, we're uh, I'm getting I'm getting with my okay. people here. Well, Mac, and, uh, you can take a look at the background of mine as I say goodnight to you. That's a, a recent picture of one of the scientific uh, helicopter experiments I've been working on. I don't <laughs> want to say too much on air. Wow, is that gender <laughs> neutral? Highly classified. Okay. Acme Corporation. Acme Corporation supplied the. Uh, oh, the, oh uh, I thought it was a real thing. Beep, beep, Acme beep, beep. Defense Funding. He's the only guy in the world who likes the coyote. I don't get it. All right. I love the coyote. Why the coyote? Everybody loves it. I love oh, because he never wins. So bad for him. He, he well, that's right. Yeah, he never wins ever. Wiley Coyote is on my airplane, and he's choking. <laughs> he's choking. Fly. He's really resourceful and tries his damnedest. But the, the always runner. loses. Is it, you want the airplane mechanic uh, saying, "Well, he always tried," and <laughs> but <laughs> we're not talking about airplanes. We'll cut that out. No, I said because he has it on the side of his plane, so. Listen, the coyote's not too bright, but he never stops trying. Uh, beg to differ with you. Wiley Coyote got the business card. Genius. Have brain will travel. <laughs> oh, that's true. It does say that. Well, he's got business cards. We got business cards. All right, so listen. Why don't we bring the ship into the station real quick? I'm going to throw it to Lois, and she's going to tell everyone how they can get their bag of swag, with, which has gone off the charts. I think people were getting it for Christmas presents. <laughs> and we've, let's, we've shipped a lot of stuff over to England, and I think you guys know what that means. <laughs> money wise absolutely so if people are interested in a bag of swag or actually an envelope filled with swag you just go to macmaloney.com click on the contact us button give us your real email uh, your real address not an email address so we can actually ship you some pins and 3d decals and fancy coasters Box. and lots of fun surprises yes <clears throat> so just contact us at macmaloney.com we get um lettuce you know people asking for it but then a lot of times people write back when they get it and um 
people like everything in it, but we had an order like for the fifth time bar coasters, you know, and yeah, yeah, they're nice. We they're like very, those. They're very nice. Yeah, we like those. People really want them, and I guess they're you know like putting them in bars and stuff like that. Surreptitiously. I, I was going to uh, drag out my Sharpie and autograph a few bar coasters for some of my Ooh. friends. Oh, wow. Okay. Is being too weird? Or, but, no. But, you know, no, no, no. I'm going to do it. And in the establishment where I dropped the bar <laughs> coasters, we had a test of who could fling it across the uh, establishment the furthest. It was hmm. sort of like a Mac Maloney uh, horseshoes. Uh, it was okay. Like a flying saucer on it. All right. Let me tell you this. Why don't we just say good night to everybody on that note, okay? All right. Sounds like a plan. Okay. All right, I'm going to do the beauties first, okay? Ooh, you get to go first, right? Switch it up a little bit, okay? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, why do wow. we always have to go last? Meow. Okay. Poor Raven. Poor Raven. So much for the best of laughs. All right, here we go. Raven, thank you very much for joining us in Sideways New York. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. You're drinking tea. Maybe next time it'll be a little stronger than lemon bomb. Can we look forward to that? It better be. Okay, there you go. Wow, okay. Lois. Yes. Thank you, everybody. It was a great night. Lots of laughs. Will you have a drink next time you come back? Uh, who said I didn't tonight? Whoa. Well, I must mm, have. Wow. <laughs> That's off the radar, baby. <laughs> that happened. Thank you, Lois. Thank Mac, you. I want to be there for that, too, okay? Okay. Is, the third, is, is three a crowd with you guys or not? Uh, uh, wow. Are there three microphones? He just wants to watch. Don't worry about it. Uh, come on. All right. Come on. Oh, I got wow. okay. to cut this up as... You know, Unbelievable. As it is. Okay. <laughs> thank you, girls. If I can say that. Willie Club, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mac. It's, and for the it's club been fun. Thank you for having me. When are we going down the casino? Soon? Hey, whenever. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to do that. Talk about a field trip. Jocko, Jojo, how you doing? Good. Okay. Good, good. Did you enjoy yourself tonight? Absolutely. That's what I'm counts. I'm so happy uh, we had that late news, breaking news. Yes. Yes. What was that anyway? <laughs> Joe Judge got fired. Joe oh, that's Judge. right. That's we went down <laughs> that jerk. Road. Joe right. Judge the jerk. Good. Yep. You'll come back to the Pats and you'll never hear from him again ever. <laughs> Take him. You can have him. Okay. Switchy, thank you, Switchy. My pleasure. Okay. I'd like to say I like your t- your, your, your shirt there, but what to say again? Because I'm Steve. That's why. Okay. I see a lot of anger in that. A lot of hidden, repressed anger in that. <laughs> Well, you know, they can, uh, they don't like it. They keep their distance. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. it. I was well, going to say, it's a lot of who gives a you know what. Well, oh, man. <laughs> okay. You still look like Hemingway. Okay. All right. So you can I go thought to it bed. was Richard Dreyfus. You go to bed happy. Uh, I think the Richard Dreyfus is excellent. His beard has grown in the past two hours. Okay. Thank you so much. Just, just don't call me the old man in the seat. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Uh, Coco, thank you. You're welcome. There's okay. the uh, fin flash off the rudder from the airplane. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah. Okay. All right. So it's it's cool. just, the coyote really catches cool. them uh, eventually. Is that the angle? It's you just it's it's like hope. You're hoping forever. Have brain will travel. Okay. That's all I need to all right. Okay. All right. All right. And can I tell you something? Popeye wasn't in the Coast Guard either, there, wise guy. We're gonna have a sailor. He was a sailor. Uh, yeah, he was in the Coast Guard. Sailor, I, we're gonna I have this back to you. I got a I got a Popeye the sailor man. Right. It's not Popeye the Coast Guard guy, but we gotta go. Okay, try to explain to you. <laughs> that note, the Coast Guardsman is a sailor. He's Popeye the sailor man. He was a Coast Guardsman before he was in 
when the Coast Guard was in the Navy is when you see him wearing oh, his Oh, okay. Here we go. Now you're changing the story. Right. So he was yeah, in the Navy. I have provided the information to you a number of times. If you this want is, to continue on ignorance, uh, okay. that's fine. I, oh, oh, it. Oh, probably good for ratings. It's here. like six against one here. All right. We'll do that soon. Okay. Bring your, bring your, bring your, uh, your research. Okay. And we'll bring Oz. Aye, aye. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so listen. <laughs> homes for our troops, please. Google Homes for our troops. They're a military organization uh, that helps out uh, our um, veterans from post-9-11, uh, the Iraqi war, Afghan war, uh, folks who came home, maybe missing a limb or whatever, lost, uh, you know, fighting for us. So what Homes for our troops does is they build them a house, they give them the keys, they tear up the mortgage, they give them the house, okay? And... Uh, studies show that, you know, once these people get into housing and they don't have to worry about that, 85% success rate going out and getting jobs and stuff like that, they deserve it. Our government should be working more to help them. But until that happens, homes for our troops, okay? And they've already built, what did we say the other day, one, one, like 350 houses or something nuts? Something like, like that. Amazing, uh, yeah, amazing number of homes. Pretty close to trip into 400. Man, that yeah. is crazy, okay? And it's just a great charity, Homes for Our Troops, okay? So, uh, and uh, real quickly, Ross Shop and his Madding has been friends are rebuilding a mosquito warplane from World War II. It was made of wood, two Rolls Royce engines on it, and it was so fast for a couple of years in the war. It could outrun the bullets. Outrun the bullets. That's why it didn't need any armaments on it. Right. That's how fast it was. So, uh, the People's Mosquito Project, please look them up. And until next week, thank you, gang. We got the Beatles back together again, and we recorded Abbey Road, right? We did. Okay, good. And played, and played it on the rooftops. Right. So now we can the infighting can begin again, okay, as it turns out. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, and thank you uh, for everyone who um listening in. And uh, until next time, this is Mac for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm sorry. I, I stepped on it, then, Wani. Let me do it again. It's all right. Okay, no, let's okay. do it again. Take okay. Two. All right, take two. All right. So uh, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying until the next time you hear us, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.